everyone, it's Leslie Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipedema Project. I'd like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema in these flash briefings. Today, I'd like to tell you about a study by a group of researchers from Egypt that was actually forwarded to me by one of our listeners. So although this is not a recent paper, it was published in 2013, definitely it was of interest to this woman, and I'm sure it's going to be of interest to you as well. The title of the paper is Vacuum Cavitation Therapy versus Liposuction in Lipedema in a Female. It was published in the Bulletin of Faculty of Pharmacy at Cairo University in July of 2013. So the purpose of this study was to evaluate the effectiveness of vacuum cavitation therapy compared to liposuction for the treatment of lipedema. The authors reported that they had seen one male patient with lipedema and cavitation was not useful for him, but they were curious if it would be useful for women with lipedema. So vacuum cavitation therapy is a modality that uses a vacuum, so it has a lifting ability of the tissues, but it also has these rollers that is kind of a massaging modality as well. So in this study, they had 40 women with lipedema, and the age ranges of the women was 20 to 45 years. And unfortunately, no other information about the women was in this paper. It would have been really nice to know their weight their stage or type of lipedema, how long they've had lipedema, all that kind of stuff would be very interesting to know, but unfortunately that was not provided in the paper. Let's talk about the methods they used in this study. So they divided the women into two groups and they had 20 women in each. And the first group received vacuum cavitation therapy while the second group underwent liposuction surgery. And all participants received a routine medical, physical therapy, and nursing care. This paper described the particular vacuum cavitation therapy that was provided in detail. The device used in the study was the Starvac vacuum massage. And this uses a unique combination of massage, roller, and suction action. The treatments were performed twice per week for three months. Each session was about 30 to 45 minutes long. Unfortunately, no details were provided about the particular liposuction procedure that was used for the second group or what comprised the routine physical therapy treatments that both groups received. So how did they measure for this study? What kind of assessments and measurements did they use? So the measurements were done at baseline and then post-treatment three months later. So they just took those measurements twice. One measurement was a circumferential measurement at the mid-thigh, and they just used a tape measure and went around to a certain location on the mid-thigh and took that measurement. The second measurement was a skin-fold caliper, and this was used on the thigh And it gives a pretty good estimation of what is the percent body fat in that location. And in general, for people who don't have lipedema, you do that skin fold and it is an estimate of what your body fat is everywhere, assuming that you have an even distribution of body fat. 
We know that's not the case in lipedema. So this, they just did that skin fold caliper at the thigh. And so this is an estimation of what the percent body fat is at that location on the thigh. So here's the results of the study. Actually, the two groups were very similar at baseline. So before they've had any treatment at all, either cavitation therapy or liposuction, they did those measurements and they were very similar in the two groups, which is good to be able to do those comparisons. So for the thigh circumference measure, the baseline for the cavitation group was a mean of 81.66 centimeters. And the liposuction group was 81.63 centimeters. So very, very close. Both of those measurements in centimeters are about 32 inches. So very close. And after the treatment, the cavitation group reduced to a mean of 70.33. So they went from 81.66 down to 70.33. And so instead of being 32 inches, they're 27.7 inches. That's how much they came down after three months of cavitation therapy. The liposuction group reduced to 73.11 centimeters, which is 28.8 inches. So the total reduction from the cavitation group was 11.33 centimeters at the measurement on the thigh, and the liposuction group was 8.52 centimeters at the measurement on the thigh. And so in inches, those that total reduction for cavitation, it was 4.4, and for liposuction, it was 3.4 inches. Now, let's look at also the skin fold caliper. So the baseline measurements were actually very similar for those two groups as well. So the cavitation group had a mean of 8.55 centimeters for the baseline measure, and the liposuction group was 8.62 centimeters for the baseline measure. So very close to start out with. Now, after treatment, the cavitation group reduced down to 5.27, and the liposuction group reduced to 6.18. So let's look at what was the total reduction. The total reduction for the cavitation group was 3.28 centimeters, and the liposuction group came down 2.44 centimeters. Now that converts to inches the, the difference doesn't seem as great when we're in inches because the cavitation group came down 1.3 inches and the liposuction group came down one inch. So you can see those are pretty close, but still a little bit more for the cavitation group. So the conclusions, as you can guess, that the authors came to were that both interventions were actually beneficial for reducing lipedema fat in the thighs but cavitation seemed to offer more reduction than the liposuction. So I believe this study is important for women with lipedema because it suggests two very potentially very effective treatments for reducing lipedema fat. Unfortunately, no information was provided about outcomes of other of each treatment in other symptoms of lipedema, such as what was the effect on pain? What was the effect on fibrosis? That would have been really valuable information to have to help one decide, do I want to have one treatment or the other? Further study to look at these two treatments as actually being used in combination also would be really interesting. 
Although we don't know specifically which liposuction procedure was used in the study, we can make some comparisons about these two treatments. It seems likely that the capitation treatment is non-invasive and may be more affordable even if it's not covered by insurance, while liposuction is an invasive procedure that is potentially more costly. Also, cavitation would have less risks associated with it than liposuction, but it may take longer to get results. In this study, they took three months. In this study, the the measurements were reported at three months after twice a week of cavitation treatment over that time period, but we don't know if they actually achieved those outcomes sooner because they didn't report on any measurements they took until the last measurements at the three months. So it may not have taken the whole three months. We just don't know. And then recovery from liposuction procedure actually may take up to three months. So that means that the total duration to get the results, the final results, may be very close for these two interventions. So there's a lot more that I would love to know about what actually happened in this study, but the paper just doesn't give us that information. But it is From what we do know, it does seem very promising as maybe a potential intervention, the cavitation, if you want to talk to your provider about that. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another research update flash briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.